0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Overpowering Emotions. I'm very excited. This is our summer building series where I'm going to be helping parents, but if you're a mental health professional, you being able to help parents and kiddos learn to regulate emotions effectively, right? So I wanna get into how we can optimize our summer to help our kiddos manage anxiety, to become effective emotion regulators uh, so that when they go back to school, they can manage those emotions and for parents to build their skills as well. So each week, I'm going to be sharing new tips to help you build these skills. I do a lot of trainings and one of the introductory classes I do is review all of the mistakes that mental health therapists make. And one of those mistakes is only working with the kiddos without seeing the parents. And so that's what I want to focus on today and why that's a problem. There's gonna be a little bit of overlap with next week as well, where I dig into emotion regulation and the importance of taking a systems approach. But I did wanna jump in here with this discussion just to kick us off, because this is such a huge mistake that I see happening all the time in therapy. So this is great for you to know if you are a mental health therapist, but also great for you to know if you're a parent so that you can make sure you're part of the process. If you are taking your kiddo to see someone, you need to be involved. I don't see any progress with kiddos when the parents aren't involved. We know that 90% of kids, what they learn, right? Um, and, and, and kids and adults too, they successfully decrease their anxiety through lifestyle changes that foster things like empowerment and confidence and independence. And I will be going through those, each of those, in future episodes for sure. Um, But I always give a major disclaimer and focus on the family piece first. So, yes, although there are those things that children need to learn, like autonomy and independence, you know, those types of things. We have to avoid placing too much emphasis just on that individual child or teen or young adult that we're working with. So we should never be doing sessions with them alone for so many reasons. Of course, there's lots of anxiety traps that family members fall into that absolutely need to be addressed because they're unwittingly contributing to anxiety. But I also wanna say that we talk a lot about things like grit, but grit, you know, first of all, it only works when our kiddos are interested and engaged in whatever it is that they're facing. If we are trying to get them to develop grit for things that they aren't interested in, that could be problematic. Anything anxiety provoking is not one of those things, right? And if we tell them to just get gritty, we're likely causing more shame, we're causing more self doubt. And unfortunately, while grit certainly helps the rugged individual, those gritty kids don't experience much failure, right? when they do experience failure, they fall further and they fall harder than those kids who are well connected, who've got the supportive environment in the family. Those are those are resilient kiddos who have the systems in place. And that's why I'm focusing on systems, right? The ones who don't have the systems in place and they're told just to be gritty, those are the ones who often end up being workaholics. They're more isolated. They're lonelier, And we know loneliness is far more fatal than smoking a pack of cigarettes every single day, right? And they have a hard time managing that stress and anxiety. And they have that belief that I always got to be gritty. So it's not about putting all of our focus on the anxious child. That's essentially the point here, right? In fact, I don't even need to work with kiddos at all to start making gains and helping them manage their anxiety. At the end of the day, self-control, willpower, motivation, all the things that we talk about, just pull up your socks, get motivated, right? I have parents bringing their kid in, no motivation. None of those work. And I even have adults who say, I just can't get the willpower. It's because our brain isn't built to be motivated and have willpower and self-control, especially in a society where we have things like smartphones that are supposed to tap into our emotional part of our brain to Promote addiction, right? And we cannot self-regulate those things. So all of those go out the window when the child is in an anxiety-provoking situation or any big emotion, even if they're angry. So they might say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," right? And and anybody will say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but I'm going to do it. It's okay. But as soon as they're in the situation, it's all no, 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 no. I even see that in my office. Yeah, 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 Caroline, it's going to be easy. I'm going to go do it. And then they're in it, and it's like no, 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 no. no. It's too scary today. Something for sure today bad is gonna happen. Maybe tomorrow I'll try it, right? And they get set back in into the anxiety traps and then they feel awful, especially if then parents are like, you said you were gonna to go to swimming. Now it's no, 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 right? Then they feel hopeless. They failed again and nothing's gonna change. And so I've developed this resilience pyramid, which I'm going to include in the show notes for you. When we look at the pyramid, the child's individual traits and the resources are at the very top. Those are the very last things that we're going to work on. I will be talking about them in the summer series, don't worry. But they're the last things for us to focus on and the last things to develop, right? So it's the last things that, you know, that's why it's coming later on in the summer. At the very bottom, though, the first thing that we need to look at is ensuring that they have the right supportive and encouraging environment. And then we look at social connection opportunities after that. So we know resilience can be changed. Resilience is not for genetically blessed people. It's like a muscle. Just like anybody, anywhere, anytime, we can build muscle. We can build it. We can strengthen it at any age. And one of the most exciting findings in the last decade or so is that we know we can change our brain. We can change the wiring of our brain through the experiences that we expose it to. We can even change our IQ. The right experiences can shape the individual and rewire the brain. So you got to remember, the brain, it's changed through the experiences that we're exposed to, which is why I spend so much time talking about exposure in previous episodes. But it's the right kind of experiences that build resilience. And anxious kiddos aren't going to be able to set that up for themselves, the right experiences. We need to provide the right experiences, the right environments with the right responses. Any control, punishment, forcing kids, cajoling kids, bribing kids, none of those help them build those long-term capacities to handle challenging situations. And we know motivation, it does nothing for resilience. When we look at motivation, motivation comes from the circumstances, the circumstances embedded within the environment that the child is in, an environment that's rich in opportunities to develop resilience. So motivation is given to us by our circumstances. If the world around us is not set up to help us succeed, why would we bother trying? We're not going to feel very confident. We're not going to feel very motivated. So, for example, there was some research done where they were trying to address obesity concerns in North America, and it was mostly done in the States and the researchers they've done tons of of different groups of kids focusing on different lifestyle tasks so some kids had to eat better some kids had to try out different exercise regimes some kids had you know, Fitbit watches and they had a goal of like 6,000 steps a day or whatever it is, right? So they each had to start focusing on different things. And the kiddos with the best outcomes and who are moving the most were the ones who didn't have to do anything at all. The only change was made was done to their environment. And the only thing they did is they added hopscotches in their hallways and all of a sudden by changing the environment they never force the kids to do anything different by changing that environment guess what one little easy thing kids were motivated to move more because their environment promoted it and now they were moving more they were looking forward to jumping down and doing all sorts of little tricks down the hallway right so many of our anxious kiddos they don't feel successful and so they fall back into this loop of what feels like failure you know and then they're unwilling to try anything They don't wanna try anything new, anything different because they don't know the outcomes and they don't wanna fail again, right? So take a small kiddo who sucks at dodgeball and he's always getting hit in the face. I love dodgeball, but so many of my anxious kiddos hate it, right, because they're so scared of the ball. But the class is never helping them be successful, right? And so what does the class always want to do when there's a few minutes? Dodgeball, but now they're getting anxious to go to gym because they hate doing anything physical and they don't want to play dodgeball and they're always getting hit in the face. So he prefers to veg on the couch with a bag of potatoes, chips, and play video games because it's never felt success. And even the shoulds, the shoulds beat us up. You know, we all get caught into the shoulds. I should eat healthier. I should move more. That just beats us down too. So how can we create an environment in which a kiddo can still be involved in the class? We're not going to accommodate the fear and let them leave because I see that too, right? But how can we make them feel successful and still be part of the game? Because a lot of the kiddos that I do see, maybe they've got something like developmental coordination disorder where they just can't catch the balls, Right. There's something physically challenging, or they're just so little and everybody else is so big, right? And they're always that easy target. So maybe he's a dodgeball monitor, or the doctor, right? Who's coming to save the kids, or the ball collector, or just a neutral guy, or maybe, maybe a double spy. And then if he gets hit, the team who hit him now lost their spy. Right. So maybe there's different ways where we can help kiddos be successful. The anxiety is playing dodgeball, so we're still making sure that we're not letting him avoid, but we're helping them be successful. And so that's the focus, is not accommodating so that they don't feel distressed. That's a whole other issue, but we want to make sure that they are feeling successful in managing that anxiety or big emotions, that emotion regulation in the first place. Our anxious kiddos also need to know that they've got multiple adults in their life who can be part of their fan club at home, at school, out in the community. They need to feel cared for. They need to feel that they belong, that they're understood. And I talk about being feeling understood so much in in the series. How we respond is so, so important as well. And we're gonna, when we look at the environment, we need to be supportive. These kids need to feel that they're accepted, you know, that, that no matter who they are, without any judgment right? They need to feel respected. They need to feel validated. They need to feel like we totally get how they're feeling. They need to know, we know how hard the anxiety is for them or the frustration or the big emotions that they're feeling, right? Yeah, I can see you're really worried about this test today. Oh man, you're really worried about the sleepover. Oh man, no wonder you're so angry. I can see how your brother ruined your thing, right? So that validation. And so I'm going to be talking about that in future episodes because that's so, so important. And, and it's a good message to always hear how we're responding. So, you know, just a quick recap a supportive environment in which kiddos can feel that they can succeed and that they can handle situations it's really important that we're making sure we're making sure that we are also supportive and understanding and validating those responses when anxiety shows up so we're not saying things like it's easy look your little brother can do it these little kids can do it no that's not helpful that's only going to make them feel worse and feel like a baby themselves right so we don't want to be comparing them or telling them enough is enough they just need to suck it up and go do it are you fed up you're fed up with them, just go and do it, right? You don't have the time for this, just go and do it. We we really need to acknowledge, we really need to validate that worry. Even if it seems absolutely ridiculous to, do, to you that they're worried about stepping over a puddle. I don't know, right? Like it, it might seem like the littlest deal to you, but to them, it is a big deal. So we have to acknowledge their perspective because their perspective is always gonna be very different. And the reason why we need to do that is because if they're not feeling that you understand where they're coming from, they're going to hold on to that anxiety even more and they're going to fight you to show you how hard it is for them and now nobody's listening and we're just going to get into a power struggle. So when you show them that you totally understand and how hard it is they're going to drop that defensiveness and then you're going to feel connected, which is so important. However, we're not giving into anxiety. We're not accommodating it. We're not trying to make them feel better, right? We're acknowledging how they feel. We're validating their experience, letting them know we understand, that's it. We're not gonna say, oh man, you're right, this is awful, let's make it easier. No, that's only gonna be reinforcing the story of anxiety that's telling them that they can't handle it the way it is. That's what anxiety is, the belief that I can't handle it. It being whatever it is, whatever's coming up for that child, petting a dog, writing a test, Going and asking someone to play, right, could be a situation or it could just be the gross, awkward, yucky feelings that come up with anxiety. I've talked a lot about accommodations and why those are bad in previous episodes, so definitely go and review that. The focus is really on our skill building to be effective emotion coaches and creating the environments so our children can learn the skills to be effective emotion regulation uh, regulators that's what we want to do so while we validate we're not accommodating right we're not trying to make them feel better we're showing our confidence so we're we're supportive we're reflecting we understand them but we're also showing our confidence that i know you can manage the anxiety i know you're going to manage the situation that's that you have to go into and manage isn't being necessarily be successful right that they're going to win or they're going to do you know the best ever But they're going to handle the situation, whatever the outcome is, right? And so we never know what that outcome is going to be. And so we can't say for 100%, right, that everything's going to be okay. I can't say that. That's reassurance. That's the trap that just makes anxiety worse because kids are going to always become dependent on needing us to make them feel better. And then what happens if it doesn't end up okay? But I know that you can handle whatever the situation, however it turns out. So we need to show confidence in their ability to manage it, whatever it is, whatever's showing up, if they get rejected, if they fail a test, if they throw up at school, if other kids laugh at them or not, whatever happens, good or bad, we know that they're gonna manage it. They're gonna survive to live another day, to come home and tell us what their day was like, no matter how anxious they are, no matter how bad it is. So we're supportive, we validate, we're confident, And we have to exude that confidence. Even our facial expressions and hand gestures have a major impact on our kiddos. So even if inside we're really worried and we're dying to try to help them, we've got to show them we have confidence that you can handle it, that you are going to figure this out. Most kids want to avoid feeling anxious. And so they avoid any situations, any situations that trigger that discomfort. So it's important to remember that we're not trying to make our kids feel better, feel less anxious. They need to feel that so that they can build the stress tolerance. Anxiety is going to come and go on its own. And we need to show them that they are going to be able to ride that wave of anxiety. It's not us that's making the anxiety go away. We have zero control over it anyway, right? So we have to learn to still move forward, even if we feel anxious and realize, oh, it's eventually going to go away. It's temporary. So the point of all this is to get them to learn that feeling anxious is totally fine, totally normal. I can handle it. And we're showing that confidence that they can handle it as well. So what to say is often the biggest trap adults fall into. And I do go through a lot of this in my anxiety compass training, but just a few quick tips is going to be really important. And I do talk about being an effective emotion coach just because it is so important in some future episodes as well. Just, you know, how to respond effectively, but I love the power of, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, bud. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know if a monster is going to eat you tonight. I don't know who's going to be there tonight. I don't know if other kids are going to laugh at you. I don't know, right? I don't know is going to be so helpful because I know you're going to figure it out. That's essentially, I don't know the answer. I know you're going to figure it out through your own experience. I don't know what the weather is going to be like today, right? I don't know if you're going to freeze or get wet. I don't know. You're going to figure it out. You're going to be the expert who's going to come back and tell me. That's what we need to do. So asking questions can be really helpful to you. I love things like, what are you gonna do? I don't know how the weather's gonna be. What are you gonna do? What's your plan, right? So we're gonna validate, oh man, it sucks. Yeah, you're stressed about seeing your friend today. That makes sense. I figured that was gonna happen. So what are you gonna do, right? Supportive and what are you gonna do? So I'll leave it there for today. There's so many more pieces, but we're going to continue about how else we can set up the environment, how else we need to be able to be effective co-regulations, co-regulators, but for today it's all about how to respond. Think about all the adults in the anxious child's life, how they're responding and what needs to change. First validation and then confidence. Right. And I'll be getting more into helpful responses, like I said, and how we listen and how we can really validate um, in effective ways in a few weeks. But for right now, you're looking for opportunities where you can see how you're responding and maybe make some tweaks and, and, and practice responding in a supportive and encouraging way. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, if you're a mental health professional or educator, I have a small group of individual uh, consultation opportunities so we can chat about how um, I can support you in managing um, other kiddos that you're working with. And of course, I've got my Anxiety Compass Mastery training program for both professionals, and I've got one for parents as well. So that's good for any big emotions. Uh, so definitely check those out for now. But goodbye for today. Help those anxious kiddos be bold and courageous. I'll see you next week with the next tip in the summer series building um, just to help build our emotion regulation skills. Have a good day.